The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So each year, I visit my doctor's office for no obvious reason. I'm not sick or injured or hurt mentally or physically in any way, shape, or form. Yet, I get in my car and drive to my primary care physician's office. I check in at the front desk, tell them that I have not had COVID recently, that I have not been exposed to anyone who has had COVID recently, that I have not traveled outside of the continental United States in the last 30 days. And then I go and sit down and wait. Once my name is called, I make my way back to the exam room. But before we get there, the nurse measures my weight and measures my height. Always a fun time. <laughs> Two years ago, after I vehemently objected to the measurement of five foot ten and a half inches, because I have always been five foot eleven for as long as I can remember, the nurse looked at me, shrugged their shoulders, and said, Well, you're getting to be that age. I said, are you telling me I'm shrinking? They said, yes. 
Also, a wonderful, wonderful time. So after taking my blood pressure, taking my temperature, and checking my oxygen saturation, I end up answering a ton of questions, and then my primary care physician does his physical examination, and he does all of this to measure my wellness. To measure my wellness. And though I could think of countless other places that I would rather be, I understand fully that this annual wellness check is really important. It's important for me, and it is certainly important for my family too. So I know at least once a year, I am going to be told all the things I'm doing really, really well in terms of my health and wellness. And I'm also going to be told that there are things that I can do to improve it. And here's the thing. It's not always easy being told that I need to lose some weight, that I need to watch what I eat, and that I need to exercise more. It's not always easy to hear that, but the truth is, it is necessary to hear that because this wellness exam could in the end save my life. I often look at the text that we heard Lorna just read a few moments ago from the Gospel of Matthew as our, well, as our annual wellness check. Today is the last Sunday in the church year. Next Sunday, we begin a new church year with the season of Advent. And so, I want us to look at our reading from Matthew today as a sort of wellness check for you and for me. This dramatic reading about the final judgment is Jesus' final one in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's important to note that I don't hear the words in our reading today as words that should scare us in any way or words that should condemn us, but rather, if we hear them as words, words for us to challenge us to look inward at ourselves. In other words, it is our spiritual health and wellness check. So in this moment, Jesus seeks to change our perspective of our role in the world in which we live. He seeks to help us understand what it means to be spiritually healthy and how that has a significant impact, not only in our lives, but in the world itself. And so Jesus wants us to become the face of Jesus in the world, that we are to become the hands of Jesus in the city, that we are to become the heart of Jesus in Plymouth and Wyzetta and beyond, the way in which our spiritual health thrives is when we are to be the body of Christ to those around us, so that our words and actions are the reflection of Christ's words in actions too. And we do all of this. We reflect this wellness out into the world as we welcome the person who is sick 
who is ill, who is addicted, who is struggling with mental health. We do this when we welcome the person who has no food to eat or place to lay their head. We do this as we welcome the young and older, as we welcome those who are experiencing the greatest joys that life can bring, as well as some of the darkest and deepest sorrows that can come along the way. We do all of this as we welcome our neighbor. So all of this that is happening, this is part of our annual wellness check. Now, Diedrich Bonhoeffer says it this way. Diedrich Bonhoeffer was a 20th century theologian. He was a pastor and modern-day martyr, if you will. He was executed at the hands of the Nazis just a few weeks before the Germans surrendered during World War II. And while he was in prison, he was thinking more and more about the church and what does it mean to be church and what does that look like. And here is what he wrote. Eventually, all of his writings during that time were put into a book called Letters and Papers from Prison. I uh, encourage you to read it if you would like. This is what Bonhoeffer writes. The church is the church only when it exists for others, not dominating, but helping and serving. It must tell men of every calling what it means to live for Christ, to exist for others. The church is the church only when it exists for others, not dominating, but helping and serving. It must tell men of every calling what it means to live for Christ, to exist for others. This is our wellness check. And perhaps it's a warning to those of us who are living unhealthy and self-centered lives. Perhaps it's a warning to those of us who tear each other down with our words and our actions and don't build one another up. Perhaps it's a warning to those of us who do not see the hurting or ignore the lonely. And perhaps it's a warning to those of us who believe that there are no consequences whatsoever for our behaviors, for the things we do and say each and every day. And so, just as Jesus challenged the people from long ago, 2,000 years later, he challenges you and me again today. He challenges us to think, have we truly cared for those who are in need? Because he knows that as his followers, as followers of Christ, we cannot help but be changed along the way. And that change should be reflected out into the world and in our lives. In other words... Our faith in Jesus Christ should cause us to form new habits, a new way of life where we truly exist for others. Because what we do 
for and to the least of these, the sick, the hungry, the homeless, the oppressed, the imprisoned, we do to Jesus as well. So let me ask you this on the conclusion of our church year, reflecting back on the months, on the past months, how is your wellness today? How is your spiritual wellness? And yes, wellness checks are not always easy. Sometimes they reveal to us the very things that we struggle the most with. But they are necessary. They are necessary. They often challenge us then to make different choices, to make healthier choices, to live differently, to recalibrate our lives. And so today, Jesus invites you and me to look inward and take an honest inventory of our spiritual health and well-being and to live differently and to recalibrate our lives where we need to. And yes, it's not always easy. But it is life-giving. And I promise you that this wellness check, filled with love and grace, will most certainly save your life for all eternity. Let it be so. Amen.